focus our hearts on the season of Christmas. We thank you for this time and this place. Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 1. We're going to be in verses 39 through 45. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45. And I'll be reading from the, the NRSV, New Revised Standard Version. It's up on the screen, but let us respond together. Let us hear now the word of God. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child in her womb leapt, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believes that there would be the fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This is God's word for us today as we come to hear from him. It's, it's a story of Mary coming to Elizabeth, but, but the story of Mary tells us much more. It, it tells us about Jesus. And as we focus this morning, I, I realize that there are people that can be experts in just about everything. Did you know that? Maybe you know some people that just think they're experts in something. But, but, but we have expert wine tasters. We have expert roof repairers, which we're hoping the church is going to get soon. We have expert balloonists. We have expert heart surgeons, which everybody, if you ever come across that, you need one of those, right? We have expert fly fishermen. Well, a few years ago, I was, my, my string of pearls broke. Um, it was still together, so they're still like all in one piece, but I have yet to get this strand of pearls fixed, and, and I wore them every day. So in my research of, of how to fix it so that they last, I realized that there are expert pearl stringers, in case you were wondering. I, I, I just think you hold the string and do that and tie a knot, right? But no, there are people that are experts in this, and they say that you're supposed to get your pearls restrung. Guys, this is really important for you, okay? You're supposed to get your pearls restrung once a year. And if you wear them a lot, I guess like I did, you're supposed to do it every, like twice a year. They would say that this is just advice, but my pearls, as, as such as they are, were, are not products of an irritant in the oyster. I would say to, to me they were, they were beautiful and precious and, and they kind of came from a special guy in my life. I don't know. Um, see, I'm saying nice things today because he's here. So don't tell him about the other stuff, okay? Uh, but sometimes we own pearls, right? Not literal pearls, but sometimes we need to have that experience where we're restrung. We, we figure things out where we Things look differently to us. So when I heard that insight, I thought that maybe we should approach this story of Elizabeth and Mary with maybe some new eyes to, to experience it in a new way. The church periodically does this. It periodically restrings things and allows us to see things differently. And um, some of these thoughts, way back when, people worshipped Mary. 
Mary was this holy person. She was, she was considered high art, became a big deal. And, and Mary was in every part of the art. It was in frescoes and paintings and sculptures. Haley, am I saying all these words right? Okay, good. Um, this is one that I found that, that to me is just beautiful. It's the Annunciation of Mary when she's the angel appears to her and, and tells her that she is going to have a child. We, we read this story recently. With the Protestant Reformation, they would take and they would get rid of Mary. They didn't like the idea of, of Mary being worshipped and, 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 and honored in this way. They even whitewashed the faces and stuff. And, and so nowadays, we don't really embrace Mary that much, except maybe in this way, the Hail Mary, right? This is Auburn beating Georgia with the last second. Okay, sorry. Matt, I love you. Um, <laughs> I know, a couple years. Not last year, trust me. This season, not that good. But as, as a Protestant, we don't, we don't really see, we don't focus in on Mary that much. But even in our scripture, we get to a point and we say Mary is important. She brought our Savior into the world. Her story tells us something of our story. We focus in on what Christ is doing. Christ is coming into the world that we might experience him. But in the beauty of this passage today, we hear about Mary coming to visit. She knew the angels had already appeared to her. And she's going to Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth, who was not supposed to have a child, Zechariah didn't believe it, and so he had to be silenced as a preacher. That's a hard thing. He was silenced until he gave birth to John the Baptist, who then is proclaiming about Jesus coming again. But we have Elizabeth, and as soon as she hears Mary come in the door and say, hey, or greetings, it says greetings in our scripture. I, I just don't say people think, come in saying greetings. Do y'all do that? Honey, I'm home, you know, is that kind of phrase. And so Elizabeth walks or experiences, she wasn't even in the room. And when Mary comes in, the child within her leapt for joy. And Elizabeth doesn't go in. When you're pregnant, all you talk about is about to have this baby, okay? It, both of my sisters-in-law are pregnant right now, okay? This is all we talk about is a, a, they're about to have this, their children. And so... When we see this story, Elizabeth doesn't come in and say, let me tell you what has happened to me in my old age. Angels came. They spoke to me. They told me I was going to have a child. Zechariah didn't believe. Zechariah, do you believe now? And he can't talk, so he's going, you know, so he believes. And, and, but Mary comes in, and the story, the focus, and humble worship is about Mary. And then even beyond Mary, it's about the Savior of the world. This is what the whole story, it's about us living humbly. It's not about us. Do you see this? We have stuff that we can be so proud of, that we can brag about, that we can talk about, that we can experience. Yesterday, there was a beautiful wedding here at the church. The bride was gorgeous, but to me, above it all, they were married in the presence of God. And God being with them in their marriage together this day. 
It's not about us. It's about moving beyond ourselves and maybe even getting to our knees where we say words similar to what Elizabeth said. She says this, why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? God comes to us. God is with us. Emmanuel, God be with us. God is here. God is now. God is going to be in the Christmas Eve service. He's going to be there when we're opening presents from Santa. But he's going to be in our midst if we would just put our eyes back on him. That we would embrace this life of not necessarily simplicity, but that our faith would be simple, that we would see that this is about God, this is about Christ and what he's doing in and through us and how we in turn can put the focus and direction back on our Lord and Savior. Elizabeth had a wonderful story and she should have shared it to the mountaintop. She should have told every single person she came across. She should have made a shirt monogram and said, ask me about my baby. You know, it's one of those things. But she doesn't. And it's what we should do. We should allow our life to focus to Christ. We should allow our stories to point to the Savior who is coming. Who am I that the Lord would be in my presence? Who am I to share this story? There are many times in my life, and, and one particular, as I go back to talking about me, y'all like this? There's a, there's a little twist here. It's, it's ironic, but it's okay. Um, my ordination service. It was when they come and they, the bishop at the time lays hands, and there's another bishop that comes to speak, and there are people that are around. You get to choose one person to, to lay their hands on you as well. And, and Jonathan was an elder, so I, I had so I had my husband laying his hands on me. I had the bishop and someone else. My family was in the audience. And it was pitch black dark because the lights went out and tipped in Georgia that night. So it was really entertaining. But there's something in that word that they speak that called me worthy. That I had to proclaim that I was worthy for this position. And I don't think I've ever felt it. Even at that time, I was, I was concerned reading the, ahead of what I'm supposed to say and what I'm supposed to do. And I did not feel worthy of the calling that was placed upon me. But I realized that over time, God moves us from that place of, of unworthiness to a place of worship, a place of honor and praise of him. So even though at times I step up here and I'm like, oh, Lord, you've got to work today because that's a stinker of a sermon, I know that when I stand in this place that God is being glorified, that we point our eyes and our focus on him. We have an amazing praise band that stands up here, but they don't dance and do a show and, and say lights and look at me. It's about giving glory and honor and worship to God. 
We don't go to places overseas to say, look at what the good things Pittman Park is doing. But we do it that people may know the saving grace of Jesus Christ in their lives. It's not about us. It wasn't about Mary. It's not about this church. It is about the kingdom of God beyond denomination, beyond focus. It's about what God can do. And God is in this place. God is coming into the world again to reign in final glory. But in this place, we worship him in coming as a babe. Born of humble means in a manger to an un wed mother at the time that we may know and experience his hope and peace and joy and love. You see, that's Christmas. That's what Christ is pouring out into us. May we be bold and take that faith Take that idea and and live and serve him. May God continue to guide us in this time. And it wouldn't be about us. But we could live humbly in our faith and look to Christ. Will you join me as we pray? We praise you, O God to be here, to worship you, to see you for who you are and know that you see us as our sinful and broken self, God, but you see us as forgiven people. Whatever we've done, whatever we've left undone, you bring us to this place where we can seek the forgiveness And to worship you. Guide us. Show us your presence now. And allow us to just continue to be in worship of you all of our days. That our hearts would be guided towards you, focused on you. And pointing others to the cross of Jesus Christ. We praise you again, almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We turn into a time of Holy Communion to come and experience the presence of God, to receive the body of Christ and and to to take what we receive and and to fill it with the, the blood, the cup of forgiveness. The liturgy will be up on the screen.